Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a Grand Arena and sort of Territory War-focused podcast. Uh, I am Solo Base 15. We've started 3v3, and I'm here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, Solo. I've been enjoying the 3v3 stuff, and honestly, I've been getting a uh, kind of... I don't know what the right word is. A kind of... Uh, sick pleasure at enjoying like how well you've been doing at 3v3 despite your rage and hatred of it oh yeah well hey i'm not going to complain with doing well that's that's for sure (laughs) yeah it's uh it's been a really interesting season so far i mean early season still of course we've only done three out of our 12 matches but uh you you've done well and a lot of other people have done well, uh, <laughs> and a lot of other people have uh, been asking us for advice on how to do well, so it, it's been very busy. It, that I can agree with. It has been a very busy uh, past seven days. Agreed. But it's. I feel like there's been a lot of good stuff shared, um, so no real complaints on my end. Yeah, uh, our Discord server certainly it certainly saw a pickup this week, which obviously we are both we are very happy about. Um, and I think three v three is the reason. So maybe I can't hate it that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, three v three is bringing us all together. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Especially the 3v3 negativity channel, which people quite enjoy. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd like that. I I figured, you know, I don't feel enough negativity about that game mode to really, uh, to really contribute much to it. But <laughs> enough other people do hate 3v3 enough that... Yeah, I, I thought I'd make it for, just for you, Solo. That was that was my gift to you. <laughs> You're so thoughtful. <laughs> you know, it was my gift to myself, too, because if I get tired of it, I can just mute that channel. <laughs> That's why I'll save all the negativity for our uh, private chats. And you can still <laughs> mute it, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I'll... I'll create a negativity channel um, for us as well. So, uh, no, it it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, this three v three, in my opinion, you know, it, it's always more fun when you're winning. But um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of things. But speaking of our, before we talk about three v three and our, uh, you know, how we've been doing and all the different related things. Uh, you know, we, we did want to, we're going to change things up a little bit this week at least and uh, just talk about, uh, you know, we just referenced our Discord channel and our server and there, there's, a, there's just a few other resources that people can go if that go and get if they don't, uh, if they want more after they finished listening to this podcast in completion, to completion, there's a, there's a bunch of other uh resources for Grand Arena that we have available that we want to provide to people. You know, we're competitive Grand Arena players, and honestly, people 
uh, have been getting a lot of use of them. So it, we figured it'd be nice to front load this episode at least to talk about those. So, uh, Solo, what what kind of things do we offer to our <laughs> listeners? Well, we've already sort of talked about it. We do have a Discord server. Uh, it is a Grand Arena-focused Discord server, much like this podcast. And so, uh, as I said earlier, a lot of people have joined recently to get help with 3v3, and we are there to offer said help on the Discord channel. You can find the link to the Discord channel in the description below. Uh, if you're on Spotify or iTunes, you can find one of our YouTube channels because we record all of our Grand Arena fights. Um, and we will have the link to our Discord server in our YouTube descriptions as well. Um, and then since we're recording all the YouTube fights, we are timestamping the videos and we have created a Google document that will show all the teams that we faced. And that means all five members of the teams we faced. And then they are listed in there with uh, the full teams that we use to fight them. And then the timestamped video link so you can watch the video of how we fought the battles uh, and see if it's a good counter or not or something that you can use. So all those resources can be found in the description below or in uh, the description to any of our videos. Yep. Uh, the, and the counter sheet especially has uh, gotten a lot of use. I, you know, for 3v3 especially, I think that that's, that's a resource that a lot of us can get behind. Like 5v5, a lot of the things, it's like, how do you beat General Grievous? Okay, I, I have my five established ways to do it. And maybe I have three available. Like, it's not really something you have to look up. You, we've all done it so often, you know, and that, that's the same for a lot of fights. There are some oddball ones that it's nice, you know. So we do this for 5v5 as well. Uh, it doesn't get as much use, but 3v3 has uh, multitudinous teams that we've all never encountered or we've only encountered some variations of it. And having people that can just, uh, you know, giving people the opportunity to not only see video of it, uh, or not only see the the uh, team composition that we used to beat it, but see have a video link is, I mean, a lot a lot of people have said on our Discord server, like, oh man, what that that counter sheet saved my butt, you know. <laughs> There's just so many different team variations that you see in three v three, that the counters. Finding good counter sheets, uh, it's it's useful. It's it's so useful, and they're just so such odd combinations that you get that you can't know every single kit in the game. And in three v three, I feel like you're running into almost every single kit in the game. Um, so it's good to have a second resource there to check out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, the, this isn't just like a made up thing. I know that some people are like, oh, yeah, we have all this extra additional stuff that we provide. And like, I, I like to think that the stuff we provide is actually like, it's very useful if someone is interested in playing competitively in Grand Arena. So, you yes. know, for whatever it's worth. But uh, we don't need to brag about our amazing uh, extras that everyone can use for free. 
Uh, we can instead talk about news, which has been kind of a slow news week. I know that some YouTubers have taken upon themselves to um, to loudly decry the lack of a road ahead uh, post by CG. And I assume that that will be coming in a day or two. So we'll have our take on that uh, five days later or <laughs> something. But uh, uh, the what's that? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was thinking about that today. Um, and because somebody on Reddit posted about uh, last year's, or not last year's, the 40th anniversary rewards for A New Hope. And so I was reading that post because they were comparing, you know, um, what could be the rewards for Empire Strike Back 40th anniversary. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's the reason we haven't gotten the road ahead yet, because they've probably timed it with anything that's going on with this 40th anniversary. Yeah, I think that makes sense. There, there are all these ridiculous hyperbolic posts on Reddit. People are saying, here's, here's, uh, this is all we've gotten. You know, they mentioned the Empire Strikes Back content that we're going to get, and all we've gotten are a few stupid feats. That's so stupid of them. And it's like, okay, so I, I will admit that if it's possible that CG only intended that uh, we get some feats, you know, at, for Grand Arena uh, as as our celebration of, of Empire Strikes Back, I, I admit that that's possible. I will also emphatically remind people that we don't know yet, and it is way too early to actually know if that's the, all we're going to get. I think we're going to get more. We got way more for A New Hope uh, last time for that celebration. Uh, my guess is that Disney will actually mandate that games, or, or at least heavily suggest, strongly suggest, that they give extra content to people uh, in celebration of the 40th year anniversary. I, I, think, I think people are just being reactionary and awesome the way they usually are on Reddit. Yes, I, I think actually... If we've seen anything this spring so far, it's that Disney is taking control of more and more of the mar marketing arm for all of Star Wars. It's not just, I, I don't want to say this, and people are going to be like, oh, Disney is scared that CG is messing it up, so they're taking more control. It, so I think after the latest trilogy and the Han Solo, or the, you know, solo movie um i think disney has changed how they're approaching marketing star wars in fact i've read interviews that, that that's true um and so i think what we're going to see and like you said is disney is going to mandate they do x y and z because disney wants to control the star wars brand again they don't want to own the brand which they do they want to control the brand. Um, and I think that's why we've seen a couple of the new characters. The info was released by StarWars.com and not CG. And I've seen that in other um, games, movies, venues, etc., where StarWars.com is getting the, the lead. So I, I think that's what we can expect especially around surrounding this uh, empire anniversary. 
Yeah, I, I think that it's pretty reasonable to expect we get something from this and that we might hear about it first on StarWars.com. We might not, but yeah, I, I think that it's reasonable to expect that. I also, I, I wonder if it's tied to, I know that, uh, you know, there's been at least some rumblings lately of, you know, Lucasfilm or Disney, whatever. They're creating something, some kind of gaming group. You know, they hired some big name. Uh, I don't even know the right words for these things. I should know them, but um, someone who runs or who who runs teams who make games uh, for you know development uh, groups or whatever uh, for Lucasfilm. And people are you know of course saying, oh well, EA is going to lose its license because it hasn't come out with any good Star Wars games. And <laughs> frankly. Frankly, they're right. Like EA has done a terrible job of putting out good Star Wars games. Like, <laughs> yeah, there, there's been there's been like a couple games released. Period. You know whether they're good or not. Like the best thing that's come from it is probably Fallen Order. I know some people like Battlefront. Uh, you know one and two, but that's like I think I just named all of the games that have come out from EA since you know since they got the license. So well, you know. You haven't. It's just <laughs> that you never heard of the crappy games that came out. I forget. Oh, God. I, I looked up a list one time, and it was just awful. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I know that there's been a couple other mobile games, I guess. But yeah, like if you compare it to the golden age of uh, you know, Lucasfilm, when, you know, making all these games, like, there used to be a new Star Wars title, like more than one every year. It was like, and they were all pretty good, or at least most of them had some appeal to me. You know, strategy games, first-person shooters, uh, role-playing games. It was, it was amazing. And what we have now is just a, a desert, a desolate wasteland of you know, no, no new games. So yeah, but I do wonder, you know. People, people are saying like, oh yeah, well EA is, you know, is going to lose their license or whatever their agreement with Disney. And I don't know about that. I, I really don't. But you have to wonder if maybe their lack of production has led Disney to have a bigger push toward, you know, being more involved in that. Yeah, but I think. I mean, the Reddit community has been talking about how EA is going to lose the license and the game is going to be shut down for like three years now. Um, it's just ridiculous. And I think at one point, somebody basically said that the way the license with EA is, is that they can't lose any of their current properties for the license. So like this game, even if EA loses... Star Wars, say, tomorrow. This game is allowed to go on until EA decides to shut it off. Like, that's how the license reads. And if they didn't shut off Battlefront 2 recently, um, it's the same idea where Battlefront 2 could have continued on in perpetuity, essentially, until EA said, okay, we're done. So, just because they lose, if they lose the license, it doesn't mean we lose the game. Yeah, that that would be majorly disruptive to, you know, it's like this is a successful game. A lot of people love it. Uh, you know, even the Reddit community mostly loves it, except for the people who have quit out of anger and are still hanging out there years later. Um, oh, God, I don't funny. get that. 
But, um, you know, the, even the people in Re- on Reddit, like, the fact that people are angry about the game, like, it, it means they're passionate about the game. They actually do care about the game on some level and probably care more about it than a lot of other people, frankly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they, they're just they've just decided to take it to a destructive, you know, level of feedback. So, um, right. you know, anyways, we, we can stop talking about the Reddit community. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll revisit that again soon. <laughs> if not this, if not this yeah. pod episode, like, well, it's, Reddit, it's... Reddit is a constant, uh, <laughs> constant presence in our lives at this point. Yes. So, um, but speaking of Reddit, <laughs> so when we're talking about the news, uh, there's the, the team, the auto ban team that Reddit has talked about for the entire week. <laughs> um, and CG, the only post that they've come out with in the past week is basically to say anyone that claims that they were auto or insta banned for fighting the Watt 3PO Hoda team is just flat out lying because we don't have an insta-ban feature or an auto-ban. For you to be banned, somebody needs to click a button. <laughs> so that's the news for the week. Um, so do not fear fighting Watt 3PO Hoda at this point. Yeah, I th- I, It's so funny, man. I swear. So there's this one you, YouTuber who who, like... He was talking about how this is so ridiculous. Why, why should we get, you know, why should there be auto bans like this? Like, you know, how, how dare they basically, you know, like being all angry in, in favor of the players who got banned supposedly. And then later on, they, uh, you know, after this, after CG posted their thing of like, um, actually that's not a thing. We don't, we don't, auto ban people for anything (laughs) then then they said i just think it's a little ridiculous that they don't have something in place to auto ban some people (laughs) like i was like well what did you just say like i it, it felt so disingenuous like they were just trying to find something to be angry about and i don't know i i struggle with there, there are definitely a lot of things I feel angry about in this game here and there, but it's like the banning process. Uh, you know, if you're going to be angry at something, then be angry about how long people get banned. Because I know for a fact that there, there's, there's people that who I know who have had their account banned and have had it given back to them for some pretty like egregious things. So, like, like if you're going to get mad about banning, be mad about the fact that sometimes people get their accounts back, you know, right? <laughs> yes. Rather than the auto ban thing, which is not news at all. Right. Yeah. Um, but on that Reddit post, this is why I love Grand Arena history and I cannot wait. So there was at least one particularly loud individual saying, I got auto-banned within two hours. CG is lying. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. So I literally have their uh, SWGOH.GG page open so I don't forget who it is. And I've left my computer on. Um, And so 
the second Grand Arena history comes out for this round, I am checking his Grand Arena history for that first fight to see if he did actually fight that team. And if he didn't, I'm just going to laugh hysterically um, because clearly he was lying. <laughs> but because I, so he made all these posts and I went to his history page um, and I looked at his fleet arena and his normal arena and he's, he had a couple day period where he dropped that started well before Grand Arena even started. So clearly those days he just wasn't playing and it wasn't because of Grand Arena. It was because he decided to drop to 122nd in fleet because he got bored of it or whatever reason it actually is. Yeah, um, you know, maybe... Yeah, it's just funny. It's like they're just looking. They're like, oh, Grand Arena will give me a good excuse to tell my guild why I got banned. <laughs> you know, certainly, right. certainly not, certainly not for, you know, purchasing, uh, you know, cheap crystals from a third party vendor or something. No, no, I didn't do that at all. <laughs> I, I, I would never. Are you guys kidding me? I'm free to play. Yeah, I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm 7.5 million GP, and no, I, I have no idea how much GP they have. I just like, <laughs> you know, people people say all kinds of things. It's like I reported a guy for cheating one time. I remember when we were running uh, territory wars back with our uh, way back with our first guild, and there was a guy who just went in. He killed way too many squads in one of our zones, like impossible you look at his roster and it's like you couldn't have done that it it's not possible no matter what your rng is like you can't have killed like 12 of our what like jedi revens or something like that with with you know like something that's not even plausible today necessarily you know for a really good account and so i reported him and uh he got banned for a few months he, he eventually did come back but I remember I posted it on Reddit at one point. Um, it was just like a general post about banning or about reporting someone. And I was like, oh, yeah, check this guy out. I, you know, he got banned. And there was a guy who got on and he was like, like, he was cussing me out pretty good. Like, he was like, you kidding me? You're one of the, you're like the, you know, blank that, that got him booted. Like, all he ever did was use blue stacks sometimes. And that's against the, <laughs> and that's against the agreement, you know, the terms of service. And yeah. you got him banned for that. And I was like, I'm like, I, I didn't report him for that. I reported him for, you know, for what I was saying. And, you know, he just went on to badmouth me. And I was like, well, look, I, I'm surprised you're so angry at me. Like, of course, you're, you're his guildmate. Like, of course, he's going to tell you something that... You know, he wants to save face. He's going to tell you guys something so that he doesn't get in trouble. He's going to blame someone else because, you know, him being reckless, you know, has cost the guild and all of this stuff. And like, to me, to me, it just makes too much sense. Like if you're going to get banned by someone, or if you're going to get banned for something, like you're probably going to tell people you got banned for something else because it's, it's embarrassing and it hurts. It does hurt your guild. Like you don't want to take the blame for it. So, <laughs> right. Uh, luckily, Anyways. that disaster is 
hopefully, in theory, taken over or over with, not taken over. Um, and we don't have to worry about it. So let's talk about actual 3v3 because, you know, that's what's happening this week and this month. Um, so are there any patterns in the first week that you've noticed that have sort of developed in this 3v3 Grand Arena? Um, honestly, what I've seen so far, I've seen, personally, I've seen a lot of people overreact. They're either to keeping every single thing for offense, or they're keeping every single thing on defense. Like, they've just gone hardcore one direction or the other. And, you know, that, that will change. People are going to have way more balanced stuff as the weeks progress. But a lot of that is just because after five weeks, or after five months, sorry, of no 3v3 people forget what good teams are for counters for uh defense for all this stuff eventually people are, are gonna start remembering you know start varying their their team compositions and stuff um you know that that's definitely one thing i've noticed what about you solo uh yes well i'll i'd concur with that um one thing I've noticed, and this doesn't necessarily translate to 3v3, it's just annoying me because more people are unlocking malevolence, is they're putting malevolence on defense, which really annoys me because I was putting my negotiator on defense and I was using my malevolence on offense, and I just don't want to do that with mirror matches. Like, I don't want to do a mirror match, and... Frankly, Malevolence is awful on defense. It's just not a good defensive team. And by putting Malevolence on defense, you're forcing me to take my negotiator on offense, and I don't think I've scored less than 65 banners in fleet <laughs> because people keep placing Malevolence. And so, I mean, I kind of get why they're doing it in that it's their second-rate team, and they want to take their top-tier team for offense. But at the same time, they are actually they're legitimately helping me by placing their malevolence on defense. Like I think a Millennium Falcon fleet would give me more of a headache than these malevolence fleets that are understarred and just not good. And yet, every round I've been facing malevolence on defense. You know, I, I was doing the malevolence on defense thing. I, I still, this, this last week I did as well. Uh, I think I'm probably going to switch it up to Akbar Fleet next week. But, uh, you know, just to just to mess with people a little bit, see see if I can like, put them off guard. But, um, you know, I think the thing I like about malevolence, that now it's that this this is going away, but Malevolence can steal banners and get wins against people who don't necessarily know how to counter it. Like, I lost to Malevolence a while ago, or, or rather, I came really close to losing it in Grand Arena, and I got really low banners because I just, I didn't realize, you know, the certain steps you have to take to beat Malevolence. Like, you know, you want, you want to have, um, you know, Plo come in, first is first reinforcement uh you know etc like there's there's all these different steps and if if people want an in-depth guide like they can just uh i've linked a few of my my previous grand arena encounters with malevolence uh using negotiator uh 
I've linked a few of those in our calendar sheet, actually. So you can check that out. I'm not going to detail them all here, uh, but like it, it's a pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> it it's an interesting strategy. It's a take people by surprise strategy. I I do think you're right though. Like once you know the formula to beat malevolence, like it it's just not that hard. The one issue is, you know, putting Akbar, putting Akbar in there. Uh, sorry, I said Akbar. I meant the Millennium Falcon. If you put the Falcon in there, people could potentially time out. Yeah. I guess. Otherwise, well, that's yeah. That, yeah, that's if they're not fighting with a negotiator. Because if they're fighting with a negotiator. They're not timing out against uh, Falcon, or you know, a Falcon on malevolence. Well, so one thing I one thing I will point out too, though, I I think that it was a fine strategy previously because, like, on my shard, I have zero people in fleet. Well, now now we have a couple, but I, I've had zero people in fleet with with malevolence, and I assume that's the same for a lot of other shards. And so, of course, like, I can't practice that matchup. There is no way I can practice it. And, you know, I if I can't practice it, all I can do is rely on videos. And there's not as many videos either, because most people went for Negotiator first, because that's the one that came out first. And it probably is, overall, probably just a better fleet, even if it's not as fun. I, I think Malevolence is the most enjoyable fleet out there, actually. Yeah, usually. Uh, currently. But, but yeah, I think I think it was a valid strategy because of the ignorance people had about it. I mean, you've said it before, Solo, of like when a new thing hits meta or at least close to meta, you put it on defense because even if it's not going to be a great defensive team permanently, no one is going to have uh, any knowledge of how to counter it, and they're going to at least be inefficient against it, and maybe just drop a couple, you know, drop a fight or two. Because they don't, they they just fail because they use the wrong team. Yeah, yeah, and, and I do absolutely believe that. And in fact, I think that's, I mean, dovetailing back to this three v three, I think that's why a lot of people struggle with three v three. It's because you see, you're seeing things that you have no reason to have seen before, and so I completely agree with that. But at the same time, your five-star Malevolence with the five-star Hyena and a six-star Vulture, you can't expect to win fights or efficiency fights when that's what you place on defense. Right. You know, what it's doing, I agree. There, I've seen a lot of Malevolence, I think... Eventually, we're just going to get the same old, like, sometimes I get Malevolence, sometimes I get Akbar. Like, eventually, we're just going to have the this thing of, like, well, what's the responsible thing to do? Unless you have a really strong Akbar fleet, which probably means you have Biston up to high relic levels. Um, unless you have a really strong Akbar fleet, you're probably just going to have to take Negotiator on offense in Grand Arena from now on. Even though the mirror match is annoying. You know, some people will place Negotiator there. The The fact is, Malevolence versus Malevolence is a nightmare to that you have to avoid at all costs. Like, it, it's just awful. Yes. Yes. That is an excellent way to put it. Though, was it this round? 
I ended up, it was, it was my first, the first fight this round. My opponent had never placed malevolence on defense before. Um, so I placed my negotiator on defense and then I get to the back and I'm fighting a seven star malevolence when I only have a six star. Um, and I don't know how, but I was able to pull off the win. And I, I mean, I sat there and I was shocked, like legitimately shocked that I was able to do that. It was for awful banners. Like I think I got 52, um, but just winning made me happy. <laughs> right. You know, like that's, you, you just want to avoid that ever. I mean, you might get the win, but 52 banners and, you know, like kind of the standard good score is 60 and higher. Like 52 banners feels like a loss almost, frankly. Yeah. That's a, it's a dropping 14 total banners from the, the soft max. Like that's, <laughs> that's huge so uh right you know you didn't lose and you know props to you for that of course but it, it's yeah we want to avoid it so yeah. um yeah uh, let's see the there's there's been some that one trend that i swear this i think this is probably the most frustrating thing and don't don't take it amiss guys if you've been asking me about this i you know here. <laughs> I've noticed that what people do, they have like this, uh, I don't know, like this, this mentality, like this Malik mentality is the thing I keep thinking of it, you know, of how to call it. Like when Malik and Darth Revan and all that were first released to 3v3, people panicked and said, there's no way I can actually counter that. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put mine on defense. They're going to put theirs on defense and then we'll only play on half the board. And that's what most people did of like, you know, way, way back then, like they, no one could counter Darth Revan teams without their own Darth Revan team. And so, you know, either they both placed them on defense or one of them placed it on defense. The other play, person played it on, placed it on offense. And then you played with the whole board like that. That was, that was how it went until, you know, like toward the end there, I, I was starting to figure it out. You know, I, I got a clear off of, you know, multi-shotting a Malik team, a Darth Revan Malik team. Uh, and, you know, I was starting to develop that. I think that that is being revisited here again. Like what, what people are doing, they'll put Galactic Ray down on defense and assume that no one can actually beat Galactic Ray. And so then their opponent has Galactic Ray. They place Galactic Ray as well. And then they both say, I've seen that, and I've seen this so many times. It's unbelievable to me. People say, well, we're only going to play with half the board because we both have Galactic Ray down and neither of us are going to be able to clear her. <laughs> like, like, it's just as a statement of fact, uh, you know, uh, from their mouths. And what's frustrating to me is, like, they have no plans whatsoever of, of like, <laughs> okay, so if you place Galactic Ray, and they place Galactic Ray, and then they happen to beat your own Ray. Like, what? What can you do? And that their answer is usually just like panic. You know, <laughs> like they don't they don't have a way to beat Galactic Ray, even though there is that, that there's there are absolutely counters to her without using your own Galactic Legend. And yet people are putting, you know, they'll put like 
their general Skywalker on defense and their Ray, and they'll just, you know, oh, we're only using half the board this match, so, you know, I'll just do all this defensive stuff. Like, uh, to me, I, it's been frustrating a little because it feels like people just don't have plans. You know, like they're, they're like, well, let's, let's just both agree that we're only going to use half the board. It's the same as people who can't beat negotiator putting negotiator on defense in fleet. Like, Oh, I guess I don't, I guess I'm not going to get the full clear because we both put negotiator on. Like, it just seems like folly to me. Like that's not, that's not a plan. That's a like hope. That's a prayer that your opponent, you know, a doesn't place negotiator and B if they do place negotiator can't counter your own. Like there's, it's not a plan. It's a, a prayer. Like, please don't, you know, please let my opponent be incompetent. <laughs> yeah, it's I have never under, understood that of the. I know I'm going to face X, Y, and Z on defense, um, but I'm not going to count. I'm not going to bring any of the ways that are known to counter it. It's like, well, what are you doing? There's actually there's somebody I talk to on a regular basis. Um, and he's actually a good player. He just never, never brings the right teams to counter what his opponent has. And it bugs the crap out of me because he's always like, oh man, what am I going to, I have to beat this team. What am I going to do? I'm like, okay, well, you know, there's plenty of counters. Do you have General Skywalker? Oh, he's on defense. Do you have Jedi Knight Revan? Oh, I used him to beat this other team. Like, well, do you have Darth Revan? Yeah, I put him on defense too. And it's like, so you knew you're going to face this team. There's three counters to the team, and you specifically put two of those on defense, and then use the other one in the front zone. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, it's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like I. I get it that, you know, like some people do just think that having Galactic Ray is a win button, you know, that it can't be beat. And, uh, you know, I beat I beat a bunch of Galactic Rays, actually, this week. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. But, like, every single one of them that I talked to, the players who had them, asked me, how did you beat Ray? Because <laughs> I, I don't have my own Ray. And, and, you know, like, but they said it in a way that made me think, like it, it just sounded like they were saying, "I had an I win button that you didn't have." Like, how did you defeat my I win button? <laughs> right, and the funny part about that for you is you have Kylo, so like right. it should it shouldn't be a surprise that Ray was beaten there. Um, <laughs> you know, like so I am always going to place Ray on defense. I just I'm. I'm not going to take her for offense because it's going to force my opponent to either a bring their own ray for offense, uh, which gives me an easier defense, or b it's going to force my opponent to have two losses. It, well, at least two losses to clear my ray, even if I'm also going to have at least two losses to clear their ray, and I know how to do it, so I can. I can, um, and I honestly don't think most of the game knows how to do it. And so I, I think if we both place Ray on defense in most fights, I'm still going to win because I'm going to know how to clear their Ray. 
Right. Uh, you know, and that, that's just the thing. Uh, you have a plan. Like, you place Ray on defense with the full understanding and knowledge that they might also place Ray, and therefore you have a plan to defeat that Ray, as opposed to, oh gosh, I, I hope to God they don't figure out how to beat mine because I can't beat theirs. You know, like that, that blind trust in your opponent's incompetence just seems like it. I mean, it, it's not just seems like it is folly, in my opinion. You know, like uh, if you have a proven way to beat something, then use it. Have have a plan. I I don't care. I frankly, if you need if you need to use you know your whole roster to beat them, as long as you know that you can do it and that you have the right resources allocated to the right places, then awesome, more power to you. You know, I, it's actually kind of a funny thing. So on our discord at this point and a, a lot of other discords, like, you know, especially at ours though, I'm, I'm one of the proprietors. So people who come there generally trust me. So I say things like, Oh yeah, you can use other things to beat Ray. And, you know, people in our, on our discord are like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm, sure. How do you know? Cool. Could you link a video or, you know, they, they trust it basically. I, I went recently to a discord that, was totally foreign to me like you know the the group of players didn't necessarily know who i was it was for a, a different youtuber um and I, you know it's just open linked so i just showed up there and they had a grand arena thing that they were discussing and there's like this whole like there was just this huge chat about how ridiculous it was that if you have galactic ray you win and if you don't you lose even if you have supreme leader kylo you lose I don't know where they were coming from. I, you know, I'm not trying to badmouth any, you know, they're, I'm not badmouthing the YouTuber even. I, I just like, they, they were wrong because it's objectively true that you can beat Ray with Supreme Leader Kylo and with other things as well, which we keep referencing it. We'll have to explain it in a minute, uh, what it, what we're talking about. Um, but, you know, so I spoke up I was, and as, as politely and gently as I could, I was like, well, you know, there's, there are actually a few ways to beat Ray, you know, that, that have been proven. And everyone, you know, it was like one of those those movie moments where you go into, you know, you see like an old Western and everyone's like hanging out at, at, in the, you know, tavern and someone walks through the door and everyone gets quiet and looks at the stranger, you know. <laughs> and, you know, it's like every every head swiveled and like the whole chat just like stopped saying anything. It was just kind of, and then someone's like, what? And <laughs> like, I felt real awkward. I was like, should I link my own stuff on another content creator's page? Like, I was like, well, I, you know, I'm not trying to steal anyone's thunder here. I just, you know, there, <laughs> here's a couple ideas you might try, you know, and if, if someone wants a, if someone would like a link to a video, you know, ask me and I can DM it to you. And, you know, a couple people actually did, but it was, <laughs> it was just this really funny thing or I was like, I I should just like keep my mouth shut for a while and not talk about things that contradict the entire group that, <laughs> that hang out there. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is just a funny a funny situation to be in where, you know, people just don't know how how to beat Ray. So Yeah. And even when they do, I've seen since we're talking about other YouTubers, other YouTubers I've seen and I've seen other people that aren't YouTubers that have Supreme Leader Kylo 
know their opponent has Ray, and then they use their Kylo to solo a General Grievous in the front zone, and then it's like, oh, Ray was on defense. And it's like, yeah. A, if you have Kylo, I can't expect anyone's going to take their Ray on offense because they're afraid that you're going to put Kylo on defense. Because, one, Kylo's just a fantastic offensive character that can solo teams. Um, But two, Ray is just such a better defensive character that why would you take her off to counter an offensive character? Um, But so uh, my new strategy from here on out, if I go up against somebody with Supreme Leader Kylo, I am going to place... General Grievous in the front bottom zone. My Ray is going to be in the back bottom zone. And I'm going to see how many people fall for the trap. Because there's a lot of smart game players that I've seen already that have fallen for the trap. Well, dude, I'll be honest. Like, my last opponent has placed Ray most times. You know, even in 5v5, you can scout that a little bit. Um, and. You know, like that, I, I was like, okay, cool. But but then I, I figured, well, maybe my opponent is smart enough that they all know that I'm taking my Supreme Leader Kylo, so they're just going to keep their Ray for offense, too, because they don't want to just waste their Ray with on one team. And, and And then, of course, they did put their Grievous squad up front, just like you said. And I was like, I kind of want to do it. I kind of want to just get the 55 with Kylo and not have to waste another good team to beat this Grievous squad, like is very attractive to me for a moment. And then I thought, but what if he has Ray in the back? What what's that gonna do to me? And then I cringed real hard at the thought of what that would do to my roster and my plans and used a different team to beat the General Grievous. I cleared that zone and lo and behold, like magic you could hear angels singing. Ray appeared with a golden ray of sunshine upon her <laughs> benevolent face, you know? And she was like, oh, you know, whence come you? Uh, you know, and we had a whole conversation, and then I killed her with Supreme Leader Kylo. So Undersized uh, at that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And then, and then my opponent's like, how did you kill her? I was like... Supreme Leader Kylo. <laughs> <You>. <laughs> uh, it, was, it just cracks me up. But, I mean, a lot of people are doing it, and I don't mean to call any people, any individuals out. I just I think that 3v3 right now is in this weird state of, you know, like shock and disbelief and bias against Galactic Legends. Like, I haven't been, I haven't gotten a lot of joy from Galactic Legends personally. You know, I... They haven't been real fun for me, frankly, but, you know, I think that a lot of people have gotten to the point of, you know, like they've worked themselves into a frenzy of 3v3 is broken with Galactic Legends. You can't solve it. If you don't have Galactic Legends, your opponent does, then you lose. And, you know, like not having the meta character that everyone is trying to get is absolutely a disadvantage. I will admit that openly. That has been the case since Commander Luke. You know, if you don't have Commander Luke and your opponent does, then you're at a disadvantage. That's always been the case. 
Same with Galactic Legends. The fact is, though, there are ways around it. Yes, and as an example, I don't want to call him out because his head is going to get big, but our dear friend of the pod, uh, Jubal's, does not have a Galactic Legend right now. He faced three, well, technically you faced one, but he faced <laughs> three Galactic Legends um, in this round of 3v3, and he won the championship without one of his own. So that should tell you everything you need to know when it comes to Galactic Legends and 3v3. Yes, they're going to make life more difficult, but they're not the be-all and end-all of you know, you're around. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, that's absolutely true. So, you know, I, it, with 3v3, and I know you don't like it, but you have, you know, you, you faced it and you're, you're dominant in it now. You're rocking it. And, you know, like, that's what people need to do. They don't like Galactic Legends. Neither do I, frankly. I, don't like them i just i've they feel frustrating to me on a lot of different levels and i i don't enjoy them i'm accepting it and finding ways around it you know (laughs) that's that's what you got to do if you want to play the game mode then play the game mode don't don't spend your time loudly decrying your frustration and failure in my opinion yeah what's going to be interesting and this is going to take a couple months um but by the end of the year or so, probably next time we get 3v3, since it seems like it's an every six months type of thing, a lot of people are going to have both. <laughs> and all of this is going to be moot because you're going to place your Ray on defense, your Kylo will come on offense to clear their Ray, and it's it, it's just going to be another team again. Yeah, we're in a really interesting time period right now. Uh, you know, and I'm speaking for. Speaking for like the longer term, you know, the end game players. Right now, we're in an interesting phase where, yes, there are some people with both ultimates, but that's rare. A lot of people only have one Galactic Legend, or you know, even zero. Or and if if they do have a Galactic Legend, though, it's not necessarily ultimate. In six months, every person I face will have a have both Galactic Legends with both ultimates, and that will just be taken for granted. It, you know. The times that I don't see a roster with both uh, ultimates will be like last uh, last season where I faced a guy with a six star General Skywalker. I was like shocked and delighted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, they're coming. Even my alt. I mean, other than uh, Resistance Hero Poe and Finn, I have been ready with the other 11 characters now for probably a month at this point. And I'm just trying to finish Poe and Finn, but that was free to play. So I've actually started on uh, the first order too. So even my alt that is an end game free to play player, uh, I'm going to have a galactic legend probably in a month. So, that time is coming for the end game players. What's really going to be difficult is, say, the 3 million account that said, I don't care about General Skywalker, I'm going for a Galactic Legend. And so they have the Galactic Legend. Um, 
that that's where that's where it's going to be the biggest problem because everybody that has five and a half million GP or five million GP has Jedi Knight Revan Galactic or General Skywalker and some combination of Hoda, Grandmaster Yoda, or Thrawn to counter a Ray at the moment. Right. Oh, well, so let me let me talk for just a minute about that actually, because I have I have my alt account, of course, at uh, you know, it's, it's at three point three million, and uh, so I, I'm in that situation of you know, like Galactic Legends are nowhere close for me. I I will not have one probably this year is my guess. Like, there's just too much to farm and to work on, and even when I do start working on a Galactic Legend, it is just a ton. I'm mostly free to play on that account other than ill-advised hyperdrive bundles that <laughs> way. But um, otherwise, like, that that account's free to play. I don't get any crystals from Arena, really. It's like 50 to 60 crystals, like, nothing much. And uh, Fleet, sometimes I get top 10, sometimes I get top 20. Like, so not much crystal income, so I'm not going to get a Galactic Legend soon. I had an epiphany, though, because I've been... On the road, I'm like, okay, should I get? Uh, I have enough GET1 currency saved up right now. I can once I unlock one of them, I can get General Skywalker to uh, to seven stars, or I can get Malik to seven stars. Don't have enough for both, and I've been debating back and forth. Malik seemed like a better choice for a while, but right now, actually, General Skywalker is a really important piece of the counter team to Galactic Legends, and so, and Malik is just not, like, he's, he's made a presence on a couple random counter teams, but uh, General Skywalker is pervasive in that context. Like, he he is on a lot of those teams. Like, if it's a Jedi Revan team to counter, uh, to counter a Galactic Legend, uh, General Skywalker is there, and he's also helpful. He can also beat Supreme Leader Kylo. So, uh, you know, for those of you who are on the fence right now, wondering, should I get a seven-star Malak or a seven-star General Skywalker? It is my opinion that you should go for Skywalker for the simple uh, for the simple reason of he is going to counter both Galactic Legends for you. And if you're not getting a Galactic Legend anytime soon, with like like me, you need a way to deal with it, and Skywalker is your man. I'm I'm actually glad you brought that up because I was going to bring something similar up tonight because while I was waiting for uh, you to be ready to start recording this podcast, I was listening to our friends at Galaxy of Bureaus. And, you know, they have smaller accounts. And when I say smaller, I just mean they haven't been playing as long as you or I. And so they do have the younger account. Um, and so they were actually talking about how a lot of the content creators right now are like you or I, where we're both over 6 million GP, thanks to these Galactic Legend chases. Um, and things are different for them. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up because General Skywalker, even if he's no longer the best tune in the game, he is quite possibly the most important tune in the game, especially for these younger accounts. So if you're looking for advice at that GP level, listen to Zareth. Get him 
as soon as you can um, because you're going to need them because you know that there's going to be young whales. We know that because everybody says all the new shards are all hyperdrive bundle players. Um, so there's going to be people that spend money and they're going to decide that they want to spend money and get a galactic legend knowing that nobody will be able to beat them. So get your own Skywalker so you can beat those people. Yeah. And Skywalker is not just a galactic legend counter. He's a counter for all the other teams out there. Yeah. Like currently he beat every single thing and beats them all handily. If you have the right mods set up and all that, Um, you know, it, it does take a lot to get him. It's hard to unlock him, but all the characters you need to unlock him are great characters that you'd need for the game anyways to be successful. So General Skywalker, he's the number one right now. If you have to go, if you can go for a Skywalker instead of Darth Revan, if you have to make that choice, do that. Get Jedi Revan because his unlock is incredibly easy. As long as you have seven star of everyone, you get him without much effort at all. Darth Revan can kind of be pushed aside a little. He's still very important, but Skywalker, Skywalker's the guy. And I'll just say, I really enjoyed the Galaxy of Bureaus podcast. Their focus isn't as competitively driven as ours, but they're pretty cool. I'll put a a link to, uh, let's see, their Discord and uh, just a couple links to to go. You guys can all discover them. They're, They're pretty cool podcasts, pretty laid back guys. And you know, for the guys who are at a lower GP level, like they're, they're, they might end up being, you know, pretty relatable as well. So, yes. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, one thing I'd wanted to mention before I forget, people are. I, I promised a quick recap of how to beat General Skywalker. Um, and uh, so I'll. Right. I'll <laughs> yeah, the Galactic Legend. There's a G, just like just like General Skywalker does. Um, yeah, I was just telling you guys how good Skywalker is, so of course you want to know how to beat him. No. Uh, so uh, really, the the way you do it. So with Supreme Leader Kylo, it, it's easy enough, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. You can beat Galactic Ray with just Watt. Uh, if if she has ultimate, then you probably need a slightly better build. As long as you can eventually get uh, your ultimate uh, at the same time she does. Uh, beyond that, though, if you don't have a Galactic Legend, your opponent does, and you want to beat Ray, the way you do it, you, it, it's annoying. I don't necessarily like it, but you just throw a bunch of level one or gear one characters at her uh, one by one. And there's there's better and better methodology as this is being developed, but you, essentially you throw worthless characters at the team one by one. And she hurts herself. She, you know, I call it the suicide ray tactic. And you, you throw characters into it. And not only are those characters committing suicide by fighting her, um, she's also slowly hurting herself and her team by giving lifeblood out, one of her abilities, to uh, one of her team members. And that act takes 25% of her health off. Uh, so over time she tips away at her health so much that she can get down to like you know like 20% even 25%. Sometimes you can only get it to like 40%, but the crucial thing is once it gets back down past a certain level, you can uh you can start hitting her and she won't she has a she has her uh 
you know, like her safety me uh, mechanic that, you know, whenever she drops below a certain percentage, what is it, Solo, at 60 or 50% health? Uh, for what? For... For uh, for her to get her damage immunity. Oh, it's uh, 60%, I believe. Okay, I, I thought it was 60. I wasn't sure. 50 seems more uh, <laughs> more of a fun number uh, or whatever. But so once once you get, once you drops below 60%. Oh, it, it's 50%. It is 50%. Oh, fair enough. Okay, so, so once she drops below 50% health, she gets damage immunity. But... If she's already below 50% health, that damage immunity never appears. So you send in characters. I've had to send in like 20 characters. Um, other people have done it with significantly fewer. Uh, but once you get her to right around like 35, 30% health, then just bring in uh, Jedi Revan, General Skywalker, and you know, your choice of like Bastila or Grandmaster Yoda or Hoda even. And you can take her out. So, you know, I know it's not 100% that it happens every time. I know that most people who have done it, though, have said that it works for them. You know, a pretty high percentage. And if it doesn't work, you can also use Darth Revan uh, to finish them off as well. I've heard that. Don't use Commander Luke. For some reason, Commander Luke can't finish her off with that method. For some reason, the Commander Luke team. So, uh you know that that's the big secret. It's it's annoying. You have to drop a bunch of banners, but it is possible. And our buddy Jubals did it a few times this week. I did it one time on our live stream for him, but uh, yeah, absolutely works. I did it for myself actually in one of my matches too, uh, for myself. So yeah, uh, pretty good, pretty consistent. If you want more info of how to do it, they're in our, they're in my videos. They're on the counter sheet. All the, you know our Discord. We talk about it. So. Uh, come check it out. All right. So now that we've talked about 3v3, let's talk about how we did. Um, this was the first work week of 3v3. And how did you do this week? <laughs> I'm not used to being the first one to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I will do so with no hesitance uh, or hesitation, whichever word is the correct one for that this situation um so i went three and oh this week uh all of my opponents had galactic legends and uh my first opponent actually had both their ray was only had two zetas on her though she was relic seven um and their supreme kylo i forget now if he was ultimated or not but uh so my first opponent was probably the biggest feather in my hat just because they went insane on their front line. They had Galactic Ray, uh, they had Supreme Leader Kylo, they had Darth Revan, General Skywalker, and General Grievous all on defense in the front line. And it was just a total crazy overcompensation. And like, I think they just expected me to just. I don't know, fail. Like, <laughs> like what, what are you supposed to do when, when, when you're the top four meta teams in the game are all on defense, uh, you know, plus uh, Grievous, there's a, there's an argument to be said that he's the fifth best meta team. Like he's, you know, the insane defense. So I, I did manage, I used Supreme leader Kylo against their Supreme leader Kylo. Um, CLS beat their uh, general Skywalker. 
And then I used the method I just described previously to beat their ray, which it was, it was funny because that, that ray was actually modded uh, poorly enough and they didn't have the Galactic Legends uh, Zeta. So her health pool was nowhere near as big. So uh, her lifeblood, the amount that lifeblood took off, 25%, was not enough. Uh, it wasn't like significant enough that when she did her basic, she, she took, she healed herself by so much that it ended up like, <laughs> what happened was I got her to like her 40%. That was as low as I could get her. And then she went and healed herself way past her 50% mark, which means that then she was eligible to get invulnerability. And then I, I sent in Jedi Revan and General Skywalker, that, that team. And uh, so I, she got damage immunity, and I was like, oh, no, I'm screwed. And then I just proceeded to pound her anyways. And I really think I probably could have just beat her with my first attack i just jumped in there with that team i think i could have beat her with with my first uh with that group without having to do all the uh sacrifices but um honestly i i don't regret it i needed that experience i needed to show everyone the methodology in my video and you know you can't you may as well be safe as safe as you can and i made i reduced the rng to a more acceptable level so no regrets was kind of funny though. My opponent had previously only had 100 total defenses uh, in Grand Arena in total, and uh, I increased their number of defenses to 120. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to sacrifice 20 characters to get us get to that point. But uh, yeah, so uh, beyond that, uh, I've talked a little bit. Of, you know, the finals was against a guy who put Ray in the back and kind of tried to tempt me into using my uh, my Supreme Kylo to solo his Grievous, but I used Padme, actually, to take out Grievous, because she was who I could spare, because I needed to make sure I had Jedi Revan available for the back zone if my Supreme Kylo did end up failing against his Rey. Um, and I, I didn't need to worry, but yeah, so got that clear. My, yeah, my last... My last uh, opponent actually had much stronger defenses than the first two though so, i guess one last thing i should say that that made me laugh endlessly was the the first zone or the first uh opponent that i had they actually uh they actually had uh believed that their ray was going to hold and so when i when i beat that zone the back zone was full of fluff teams. I, I got literally, I got to kill Ewoks. So, um, <laughs> yeah, was, I love when people do that. <laughs> oh man, it makes me laugh endlessly when people just assume you can't beat their zone and they just put trash in the back so that they get the deployment bonus for the teams. Like, oh, it just it cracks me up. Like, yeah, you got to be careful not to mess it up. But yeah, I think I soloed at least three uh, at least two of the teams in the back uh, you know really funny so yeah it it was a very good week uh i am actually i was very careful about this um i am one I, i'm let's see 25 total banners short of getting into chromium and i i held one of my feats until next week to cash it in because i don't want to get into chromium and face the other tryhards who are at three and oh right now um, so yeah, uh, 25 banners out of, what is it? It's like 17 and a half thousand. So, uh, really close, but not quite. <laughs>
Chromium, good, good week for me. Um, Solo, how did you do? I have also finished three and zero, and I also had my my hardest fight in the first week or the first um, the first match. So I was matched up against someone with very good uh, lifetime banners, and her three v three, you know, best score from January was, I think she had three more wins than I did back in January and I made Kyber. So, you know, she, uh, she, she was up there in the Kyber rankings last three V three. Uh, the one interesting thing about this matchup is I faced this opponent back in the exhibition season and I won. Um, it was actually the first week of the first exhibition, uh, season in July and I ended up beating my opponent for the championship in that first week because they couldn't full clear me and then come up against them again this week. And it's in the first match. And I I attacked first. And I said it earlier, um, she placed Malevolence on D for the first time, and I won, but I dropped so many banners, so many banners to fleet that I basically needed one of my ground teams to get a hold to win. And my favorite team of 3v3 so far of Newt, Watt, and 3PO was able to get me not one, but two holds. And so I pulled off the win and that was basically the championship of the week for me. Uh, it was the toughest opponent in the pod. And then the rest of the week, Newt Watt 3PO went on to get three more holds between the two <laughs> the two rounds. And I was able to easily cruise uh, to the championship. Yeah, that, and I'll just say, you know, I know who the person was who you faced and, um, I'll just say that 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 was a very high quality win in your first match. I they're, they're good enough to the point that I I've seen other YouTubers uh, face that person and lose uh, lose you know conclusively to them <laughs> and uh, you know just get demolished. And honestly, when I saw you were matched up against that person, I I was you know I, I have great respect for your playing ability solo and i didn't think you had much chance i didn't (laughs) i I won't say that i i didn't think i didn't love your odds like you know if you if you were a 50 percent to win i wouldn't love those odds you know like that it was it was going to be a really rough match and you handled that match like you won pretty decisively i feel like i did yeah. Yeah. Huge kudos to you. Um, and this person is from one of the top PVP guilds in the game. So, you know, like good credentials on all levels and you beat her. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my week. Much like you, I have intentionally <laughs> manipulated my score or my banner count. Um, I still haven't collected my fleet arena feet yet. Um, and I am 46 banners shy of making Chromium. So you're a little bit closer than me, but not by much. 
Yeah, fair. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's what's what's cracking me up. We get more banners per win this uh, month uh, because it's three v three. So instead of getting sixteen or yeah, sixteen hundred banners uh, per win, like it was in five v five with ships, in three v three with ships, we get two thousand banners per win, and. So there, there have been several people who were like, oh, yeah, I'm not making Chromium this time. I'm definitely paying attention. And then they realize too late that they're going to get an extra 400 uh, banner <laughs> with their win and have, and are now, have now been catapulted into, uh, <laughs> into the, the Chromium against their will. Um, yeah. you know, that being said, it was easier to make Chromium this time. Uh, you know, you still have to go three and zero. You still need full clears. All all this stuff. So you have to play well, but it's not nearly as exclusive as in the past, where you're going to get into a really cutthroat, ridiculously hard group. Now, it's just nearly. It's merely going to be extremely difficult. So, yeah. uh, you know, good luck to everyone who's in Chromium. You have my admiration and my sympathy. <laughs> and we will see you after the next round. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be in your I'll be in your group in week three. <laughs> yes, <laughs> after you destroyed <laughs> each other. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we had pretty good weeks. Um, one thing I did want to point out, I also I didn't get full cleared one time this week um, for whatever reason. My I thought my defenses were a little bit uh, weaker because I didn't put any like extremely strong meta teams on defense but in 3v3 i had a lot of elements of strong meta teams like i had all my clones on defense for instance so i do think you know that they require they require meta teams to beat so in in reality they are kind of meta teams in 3v3 um but yeah my defense was pretty successful this week yeah mine was too i um only one opponent wasn't able to full clear me, and ironically, that was in the championship. But in every round, I got at least three defenses. So, I mean, I can't complain about that. Yeah, very solid. Um, next week will be different. People will be able to study us in Grand Arena. So I actually intentionally placed the same defense all three times. So when people scout me, they'll assume that I just want to stay with the same defense. And now I'll be able to scout them and see their tendencies, and I will make adjustments accordingly. So uh, my defenses will be different, but they'll think that I just want to keep the same because I have the same in three weeks in a row. So we'll yeah. see how that works out for me. But. Yeah, you know, I'm trying a new strategy this time of I'm just not changing my defenses. I do this on my alt account all the time, and I just don't change my defenses unless there's like a major roster change. Um, you know, like when I get, I'm going to unlock the two resistance heroes to G13 at some point during this grand arena, probably the final week. And when I do that, I'm going to change my defenses because obviously I added new characters, but I generally just set and forget and I'm going to try that on my main account because it's a lot less stressful <laughs> and I kind of like the idea of since I have Galactic Legend Ray I like my opponent knowing 
that I'm always going to set her on defense because, like I said earlier, them knowing my defenses, I think, is going to make the defenses I face easier because they're going to have they're going to have to either take their ray or risk, you know, a twenty attack win. So uh, we're going to see how this goes. This is a theory. Since we started off three and zero. There's really not a lot of pressure on us anymore. Like I can go one in three for two rounds and two and three and still make Kyber. So I'm willing to experiment a little bit by not changing my defenses next round or week three. <laughs> willing to experiment for the sake of laziness. I like it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, you know, and I've talked about this before on the podcast that sometimes when you look at Grand Arena history, you can outsmart yourself. And like, you know, you sit down and you analyze everything they've done for eight weeks and you've looked at every Grand Arena history and you're like, I know they're going to do this. And then they set malevolence for the first time um, ever. And it costs you 14 banners. So I don't want to deal with all that stress and then just have my opponent switch something up and cost me 14 banners. <laughs> so I might as well just try it this way. Well, you know, and what I try to do when I scout, I try to, and, and our buddy Klesso does an even better job of this than me. Like he, he's amazing at it. But um, like I, I try to scout tendencies in people. What, yeah. you know, like what it, sometimes people do just have these crutch teams. But for me, I always, I always, always have a plan in case they don't work. Like sometimes it's like, okay, so normally I want to counter General Skywalker. Like, uh, you know, maybe they place, maybe they have never placed General Skywalker ever. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to count on that. I'm not going to say, okay, well, they, they never placed General Skywalker. I'm going to place, you know, Commander Luke and Padme and my own General Skywalker all on defense. You know, so I can't, you know, because I don't have to worry about countering him. Like, I always have, I, I keep at least one team, usually two, to be able to counter General Skywalker. And so when it does happen that I'm surprised, at least I have something to fall back on. Um, you know, it goes back to our previous point of just have a plan, please. Just <laughs> yeah, have a plan in case everything goes to hell. Have a plan of what you're going to do. It doesn't have to be like, Commander Luke isn't a 100% win rate against against General Skywalker, but it's high enough that it, like it's a great option B. So, right, and I don't get me wrong, I am still going to scout my opponents um, because I I look for tendencies as well. Or I what I have been doing is, and I know you do this too, look to see if you can eliminate one of their offensive teams like if they have troopers i'm going to try and find a way to eliminate their use of troopers it's not always easy if they have a good trooper team but that's you know going to be my goal um but at the same time i'm not going to stress trying to figure out how to keep my defense strong but also changing up my defense while also matching what i need for offense like it, it's just going to be I know my defense works. Here you go. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what all you need really. Um, you know, I know that there have been some, some players, some very successful players actually who have gone 12 and 0 
at, with the exact same setup the entire season, you know, and even gotten top ten. I've seen that, you know, and and you know, some of those are like really impressive top tens. You know, a lot of times the top ten, I'm like, oh brother, like you have to have a pretty low DP to get top ten. But you know, for me, it, it's just uh, yeah, the the top ten. Uh, to me. You know, a, a lot of times it's, done, it's a not approachable for me necessarily. We've talked about that before, but it, it, there are some cases that are extremely impressive top tens, and those players are. There have been cases where they have not changed a single thing on their defense, and they've been scoutable, still get it. So I think it's viable. I, I'll be interested to see. Uh, you know, we'll be watching your results with uh, great interest, Solo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. So uh, to move us on to the next section, we we uh, we do podcast questions. Uh, that's our that's our thing that uh, it's our way of interacting with uh, our listeners. And you know, if you go to our Discord server, uh, there's a channel there that's devoted entirely to podcast questions. We would love to hear from you guys. You can ask ridiculous questions, serious questions, uh, whatnot. We'll try. We'll do our best to answer them the best we can. And we have two today. So um, the first one is very short. The second one is long-winded. But um, the first one is, what do you do after you have lost a match to learn from it? <laughs> I have you tell me what I did wrong when you watch the video. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but <what>. no, <laughs> seriously. Um, usually when I'm losing a battle... I can tell you mid-battle, like, oh, crap, I just made this mistake. This is why I lost. Um, and then I take it from there. I do spend a lot of time on Grand Arena history, my own Grand Arena history, uh, seeing the teams I fought and the banners I got to see if I can improve something there from, like, an efficiency perspective, because... I don't usually lose that often on offense, but, you know, the difference between a 54 and a 49 is huge. It's, uh, so I spend a lot of time on Grand Arena history. And, you know, if you watch my videos, I have the spreadsheet set up that's kind of a battle planner. And what you don't see is after um, Grand Arena history comes back, comes out, I go back and I look and see all the banners my opponents got against my defense. And then I write down all the banners I got on my offense. And I kind of compare trends over, you know, a period of a week or two weeks to see, was it just that one team that maybe it was modded that caused a fluke or is this counter I'm using not the best counter should I plan for something else. So that's kind of the strategy I use to learn from the past. Uh, what about you? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very similar to you in the sense that a lot of times if I lose a match, I can tell you halfway through as I'm even still in the battle where I went wrong. Um, you know, that we all make mistakes because we're human. And so sometimes it's like, Oh, uh, you know, recently in Territory Wars, I I have this counter to to Galactic Legends using Darth Revan, and uh, I put the wrong tech from Watt, 
on the wrong Geon Ocean. And like that, that, you know, it made it so that the brute was no longer taunting. It, you know, he, I put the healing tech on him instead of the taunting tech. And that opened the doors for them to just uh, kill my Thrawn and everything went, you know, sideways real quick. And so I could tell you immediately what I did wrong. There's no way to reverse it, but, uh, you know, so there, there is that. The other thing for me is sometimes I will lose where I'm like, I should have won. What, what happened? And I, I have the benefit of I, I video, I record every single fight in Grand Arena you know, for my YouTube videos. I also record a lot of my territory wars fights. And then I, you know, if they're not useful, I'll delete them later. But um, it's nice when you lose and you're like, I don't know why you can actually just, you know, do a replay and just see like, what mechanic am I missing? What important key thing is it, you know, and usually if it's Grand Arena and I lose something, I have, you know, like 50 people commenting, 50 is an exaggeration, but you know, people will message me, people will, you know, to keep it private. And I appreciate that. Or they post it on comments to prove how smart they are, you know, or, or they'll just, they're well-intentioned. I'm not trying to say people are just trying to show me up. Like most people who are telling me this are well-intentioned. Um, and, uh, you know, it's nice to have input from other people, frankly, you know, like I, I've struggled against negotiator. I know that a lot of, or I did struggle against Negotiator once and, you know, in a mirror match and almost lost the whole match because of it. And, you know, I had a lot of people point out a few things that I had either forgotten or actually didn't know. So it's nice to have another set of eyes on it. And for me, honestly, I'll just add on uh, a loss is actually the best way for me to learn because, you know, like I, I, d I don't enjoy losing. I hate it. In fact, you know, I'm, I'm a competitive guy. I really want to win everything I do. I realize that lose losses are necessary. And the, the fact is, if I lose, that's a, that's a message to me saying, Zareth, you did something wrong. There's something you did wrong that, that was probably preventable. You need to fix it. And it, having that kind of feedback, you know, from not from a person telling me, but just like the actual thing I'm competing in saying like, hey, you were insufficient. Like you couldn't win it, this match. How are you going to do better? Like that helps me way more than like, let's say I make the same mistakes in a win, but you know, my opponent just like also tripped and fell and I just ended up getting lucky to win. Like there's some part of my brain that still tells me you did everything right. You won. So of course you played it well. Like the whole thing was well. Uh, you know, the whole thing was perfect. And even if I know intellectually that I didn't play it perfectly, the fact is, like, I I know that, uh, you know, I, I have some part of me that, you know, somehow irrationally knows that I didn't actually fail at all, that I did everything perfect because I got the win, and the system is telling me that I played perfect. So losses are actually very helpful to me in that regard. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, so the next question here, it's a little more long-winded here. Uh, can we talk about mods? Pre-Relics, there was a much higher emphasis put on speed sets and obviously speed secondaries, with more and more characters being released whose kits don't rely as much on raw speed. How have your, how have your mod farming habits changed? 
I feel like I'm limiting myself when I um, when I farm speed mods because in the likely event that I don't roll a speed secondary on a speed set, I have almost no choice but to sell it. I'd feel much better about farming for some other set and being happy if, say, my tenacity square rolls health percentage times five. Because if that happened with a speed set, I'd be pissed. <laughs> um, well, I you know, I don't think relics are what changed the need for speed. So to say, I, I think it's just the kits that have been released. But even then, um, speed is still the name of the game. Um, I, Absolutely. So I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't farmed mods consistently in probably over a year. Um, but that's because I've reached a point where I can do that. And now I just exclusively farm slicing materials. Uh, still spend three refreshes a day on mods, just not farming the actual mods. When I was farming mods, I was farming... I do something like four days on a speed set, then two days on crit damage or offense, and one day on whatever the other, whatever I would need, whatever type of set I would need, whether that be tenacity, health, defense, etc. Um, I never exclusively farmed speed mods, but with that said. I'd still farm speed mods <laughs> for the majority of days if I was farming mods right now. Uh, because no matter what happens, I can guarantee you there's going to be a meta in the next six months that's going to require you to have the fastest tune. It, it, it's just CG can't avoid, they just can't avoid that, uh, the way that this game is set up. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of think that that might be true. I, I think the last few metas, though, so Darth Revan was certainly a speed meta. I feel like we've they've moved a little past that, though, to some degree. Like, the Galactic Legends are staggered, actually, with their speeds. Kylo can't be as fast as Rey if all mods are equal. Rey is just faster, naturally. Um, and so you can't have a faster Kylo, so that's, uh, I don't even try. You know, and even even if my Kylo's uh, slower than other Kylo's, like that's not as big of a deal. General Skywalker can be slow as dirt. Rex can be also extremely slow and still pull it off. Um, you know, so maybe maybe we won't have a meta with, that requires a huge amount of speed. Uh, that being said, speed is very important. I I do think though, you know, uh, just as a general comment, I think that. That for me, there's been a lot of freedom in realizing that I don't need speed on everyone. Like there are a few key characters that I have that just aren't fast, and that lead that lets me actually put fast mods on other characters, you know, and and really focus on characters who love speed. You know, an example that I always use is Grandmaster Yoda. As long as he's with uh, Jedi Revan, uh, if he's with Jedi Revan just the way their kits interact and the way he gets so many turns, like he gets as many turns almost if he's uh, mine is like at plus 60 speed total. Um, so he's not fast, but I have an offense set on him. He gets almost as many turns 
with that as he did back when I had a really crazy fast set that gave him like a plus 150 speed. Like the, the extra speed, yes, you do get a few more turns, but the impact that he gets from extra offense instead of speed mods makes up for it. So, you know, like Grandmaster Yoda is one, um, you know, Sith Empire Trooper is another that doesn't need speed. Uh, you know, Nest can be glacially slow and still be pretty good. Um, so the, the, I've I've realized a lot of uh, a lot of freedom in some character recognizing when some characters don't need any speed at all, kind of you know boosts the rest of the account. But um, yeah, I I actually farm I farm all the mods uh, pretty evenly. Um, I don't farm health because the game gives us a ton of health mods. But otherwise, personally, I I'm still farming a lot of mods. Um, I did take a break for a while, but uh, not not quite as long as solo, but I had more catching up to do. Solos always had great mods. So um, right now I've I've been doing three refreshes and buying new mods for months at this for a couple months at this point. So um, yeah, far, farm your offense sets, boys and girls. The offense sets are important and uh, crit chance as well. Despite relics, you still want crit chance mods if you can. Yeah. Though, I, so, <clears throat> back in the day, crit damage mods were the thing to have. And offense mods, just nobody had them, if you remember. Uh, then they did, you know, mods 2.0. And it switched to to make crit damage worthy, I guess you could say. You needed uh, at least 70% crit chance. And so offense mods became the big deal again, and everybody started using offense mods. With relics, crit damage is becoming a lot better again because on attackers, the relic levels add crit chance, and I think it adds up to like 15% crit chance if you go to R7. So I've noticed that there's a lot of characters that when they were G12... I wanted an offense set on. Now that they're G13 and have relics, the relics have pushed them over that 70% crit chance barrier. And so crit damage mods are, not that they ever went away, but I, I would say that they're becoming a bigger thing again, thanks to relics. Yeah, you know, that that's true and false, I think. They're, you know, that, uh, you know, what you said is all true. I think, I think though, that it it doesn't capture the entire picture as well um just you know just to you know yes crit crit chance is up there's also a lot more crit avoidance out there uh, and people are starting to transition to using a lot of crit avoid on their tanks for instance so you know you get some tanks who have crit avoid from relics and they have crit avoid arrow and, uh, you know, then maybe they have a kit that helps them uh, also gain crit avoidance. Um, and, and so, you know, if your entire damage dealing is reliant upon the critting, uh, you know, they can sometimes, if you get stuck behind a certain tank, you know, if Watt is forcing them to taunt or whatever, then you're not doing nearly as much damage. And I think that that to me is the allure of putting offense sets onto certain characters 
because you're always going to do a certain amount of damage, whether you crit or not. And it's nice to crit, but it's nice to also not be completely reliant on that. Uh, so, that's, I mean, that is true as well, but I, I guess it depends <clears throat> on the kit. For, for example, if you're modding Echo, um, I know a lot of people put offense on him, but he's guaranteed a crit if the last clone that went crit. <laughs> and so even though like if he's guaranteed a crit other than obviously if you're going up against GK with uh, crit immunity, um, you know, crit damage is just going to make sense on him. Yep, and and you're right. Uh, there are certain kits, that absolutely. Like first order, for instance, they get a ton of advantage. Crit damage oh, yeah. is probably probably the thing for you. Um, someone asked me recently why I have offense an offense set on my supreme leader Kylo, and uh, what I told them is, I just threw my fur like it's not a very good set. I just threw what I had available on him. You know, I swapped a couple mods from characters here and there because I wanted to make sure he was maximized on. You know, I wanted to make sure he had an, uh, a crit damage triangle that had some speed, etc. But the, the set he has on him is not amazing. I just, I was like, well, I have offense mods available. I don't have many good crit damage mods available. So I went with that. And that's still on him because he's been just fine and hasn't needed more. If I wanted to optimize him, he should have crit damage, I think. But, and someone called me out on it the other day on, uh, just on Discord, you know, just via DM. They were like, why are you doing this? And I was like, because I'm like solo. I'm lazy. So. <laughs> it's it's no. funny because my Ray, she is, God, she is not modded well at all. But quite frankly, she's a galactic legend with 400 something, 490 something speed. Um, I don't have to mod her well. <laughs> it's as not, stupid not as yet. that sounds. Yeah. I, you know, she can have a B set of mods on her right now and still be fantastic. Yeah, well, exactly. Like that, that's exactly. So my, my clones don't have great mods on them. Like for a while I was trying to do like the arc troopers one faster than Rex and all, you know, the, the whole setup that you liked. And after a while, I was like, ah, I'm just going to throw offense set uh, that's way slow, super slow on Arc. Like, he doesn't have any 6E mods. Like, and I noticed zero output difference at all because that was the meta team and they were just good enough without. And so I'd face teams that were way better modded and still beat them easily. And if that that's how they're modded now that they aren't in favor so to speak anymore i've paid much more attention to their modding and like general skywalker i've actually changed it a few times uh but if i can get away with it with mediocre mods and still have the character operating at peak efficiency anyways like or near peak efficiency then i'm i'm not going to kill myself trying to put perfect wonderful mods and and necessitate a full account remod if i if i don't have to <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you there. And I still haven't done a full account remod from when I unlocked Ray. And I've had her now probably a month. It, it, 
right around a month at least. Um, and I, I, I'm not going to be doing a remod anytime soon either. I can tell you that. I'm just going to stick with it until it doesn't work, basically. Yeah, I mean, you may as well. Like, focus on the characters who dramatically need a change. Like, for me, my General Skywalker was modded for all, like, just full protection and defense and armor, you know. And he still hits hard enough, and he's good enough with his clone team. But what I'm finding is I'm using him more and more independent of the clone team to counter Galactic Legends, especially in 3v3. So I changed my mods on him. I don't know for sure if what he has is going to be for sure the thing I use, but I have offense I have offense everywhere on him now. A crit damage triangle, and he hits like a truck. He, uh, he hits super hard now. You know, I still have some protection on him, but... It changes the mirror match slightly in arena. Like he just he he kneels like almost immediately, um, but like I still win easily with that setup too. But what I found is against Galactic Legends, they don't necessarily care how much armor and protection and stuff. He just dies regardless, and having that extra offense can punch through their huge amount of health way easier with with the offense so i've noticed really good changes um but he still isn't modded immaculately so i don't know it... all right so we had a little bit of technical difficulty there uh solo's wi-fi gave out on us for a sec um so uh no knowing exactly how Far, I got into my discussion on General Skywalker before it went out. So we're what we're going to do now <coughs> is, uh, you know, transition to our talking about alts. We were um, the uh, I we've already mentioned our alts. I have a three point three million GP alt. Solo has a five point something million GP alt, uh, and we both play them in Grand Arena. So. Solo, how did you do uh, on your alt this uh, week? Uh, I went 3-0 on my alt. I, you know, the first two rounds, uh, I'll be honest with you, really weren't that much of a challenge. Um, but the championship round, my opponent actually had more lifetime banners than you. He was up at 301,000 for lifetime banners, and then I utterly destroyed him. <laughs> oh, he um, he, he had so many. Uh, what was it? Two losses to Ewoks, I think, and then he just <laughs> he lost. Uh, I think he had a total of four losses, um, in the round. <laughs> so. And three of them were in the same zone. So, and I had no losses. I just kind of cruised. Um, so I finished up 4-0. Or 3-0. 4-0. I wish. I finished up 3-0. Um, quite you, happy with you won. You won so conclusively that they gifted you an extra win. <laughs> they they did. And you know what's funny about that? I screwed up on my when I was creating the title card for my final video on my main account this week 
and I accidentally put 3-0. and And so I even said in the video, uh, hopefully this makes me look like a psychic and not just wrong. Um, so apparently I'm doing it again. But no, my, my alt account, uh, I was actually, I was really worried about the championship round because going up against somebody with 300,000 lifetime banners right now is, uh, well, it's intimidating. And I just, you know, I attacked first and I was able to just do what I do. And there it was, you know, I ended up getting the win. So I'm quite happy between both accounts. I'm now sitting at six and zero. I'm well positioned going into the next rounds uh, for making Kyber at this point. Excellent. And I appreciate you beating that guy because uh, he no longer has more lifetime banners than me. I'm, I'm sitting at a pretty happy 305 K banners right now. So happy enough with that. Uh, <laughs> so my I did it for you, Zareth. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's false. <laughs> uh, my my alt has uh, 250k lifetime banners, though uh, I will say it's not because of my win loss record, which is pretty great, actually. I know that sounds like bragging. It's just like six. I've only lost six matches since Grand Arena started. It's it's a pretty good win loss record. You get. I just haven't gotten as many feats. I don't. I don't do as many feats on that account, and I don't. You don't get as many uh, banners for wins in the um, the non division two and one uh, divisions. So, uh, but my alt this week did the same as yours. Uh, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't really that challenging. Three v three. I mean, if five v five, if my experience in five v five gives me an edge on my alt, which which it does, absolutely, I have a lot of experience playing five v five. You know, at whatever level, I know how to use the kits. I know all the mechanics pretty well, better than a lot of my opponents do, uh, just because they haven't played as long as me. In three v three, it's even more accentuated. It, it's just you know. People haven't developed their rosters for 3v3 either, which I haven't either. But, I mean, I've already pieced it together with my main account. And yeah, it, it wasn't, it was a pretty easy thing. I, I lost one total attack, and that was that was an unexpected loss with General Grievous on offense against uh, Geonosians, of all things. Uh, oh, you know, but that, that wasn't a problem. No one, no one full cleared me. No one came close to full clearing me, actually. Um, and yeah, I, I like I said, I only lost one attack. Uh, it actually, it made me laugh. One of my, there were actually two people who commented things on that last one. One of them was like, "I really, you know, I love how prepared you are at Grand Arena. You do really well." Blah blah blah. You know, I root for you. You know, and I appreciate the comment, of course. Uh, but he's he, he's like. Sometimes it's nice to see you lose sometimes, just to see that you can. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thanks, buddy. Like <laughs> I you know, that that's and that's the highest sort of compliment, honestly. So um it did make me laugh. And then I think the one that made me laugh the most though, uh someone said uh that watching me on my alt is like uh watching a giant play with their food. There's no real challenge involved at all. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, that's, 
yeah, I had to pin that one to the top of my comments because uh, <laughs> I mean it's just funny. I, I, you know, and I'm not I'm not bragging. Like I I think the thing is I I have the experience and you know I have some good skill that I've developed over time. Um, and I I think those two things combined with a roster that doesn't care about arena, like my my account on my alt doesn't care about arena, so. I can keep my relics really low. I don't have a bunch of just like crazy, you know, characters that were only good for one meta and now are now discarded. You know, like I, I've just been able to focus on good, solid, fundamental squads that, you know, are good in Grand Arena. I, that's what I care about for that account is doing well in Grand Arena. So I can keep, I, I have a robust and efficient roster there. Uh, you know, there's no, no real bloat. I've just been able to focus on what's good in Grand Arena. And, you know, at the, the 3.3 million level, that that's just a very deadly combo. So, you know, not saying I'm the best player or anything. I just, I think that the fact that I'm pretty low GP, so I'm not going to fa be facing the most experienced players and, you know, that I haven't had to make my roster top heavy. Those two things are, you know, that's what makes an account really great in Grand Arena, frankly. So, uh, yeah, I'll just keep doing that. Hopefully, I go twelve and zero forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Won't happen. Won't happen. But hopefully, it does. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, we are for our last segment today. We always talk about what we've do, been doing to prepare for Grand Arena, um, and. This is no different. You know, what, what things are you getting ready solo? What, what stuff we both, we both of us kind of had, uh, a change in mentality a little bit this week in our approach. What, what was yours? What, what have you been focusing on? Uh, so I had, well, when you say we had a change in mentality, uh, I messaged you one day and it was like, you know, I, I thought about it, and rather than alternating between non-First Order and First Order, I, I think I need to just go for Supreme Leader Kylo. And it's funny, because you messaged me back saying, I thought the same thing yes, <laughs> or last night. Um, so, this week, my Hux had no G12 pieces on him at all. He was G12, but it was just G12, period, not plus anything. So... I was able to get him up to G13. Um, I do want to get Jedi Knight Revan up to G13 because I'm only one piece away and Jedi Knight Revan is needed for this Ray counter. So I am at this point about 35 uh, Kyrotex away from a G13 Jedi Knight Revan. And then other than those two... I remodded uh, General Skywalker for uh, Galactic Legend counters as opposed to being this ultra uh, protection type of tune. He's now got a... I've always had him modded with an offense set, but I've added a lot of health to him uh, so that he can survive once he's stunned by Supreme Leader Kylo. So those are... The two gearing and one modding change I made in preparation for the next round of Grand Arena. What about you? What did you focus on uh, this week? 
So, uh, you know, I already mentioned I've remodded General Skywalker to be way more offense heavy. Um, but, but though that, I had that available all week this week, I, I did it right before lock. I don't know if I mentioned it in the last cast though, so I thought I'd mention it again. Um, and then otherwise, at some point I got Finn to gear 13. He's not even uh, gear 12. Or he's not even relic one, I should say, anymore uh, or yet. I'm just waiting to relic everyone till the very end. I'll just take the huge hit to my matchup GP one day. It'll be a tragic event. Uh, but uh, for right now, I, yeah, like I've, I've shifted to mostly working on resistance. The last thing I'm doing, the one last indulgence I'm giving myself is uh, Newt is currently at gear 12 plus 5. He will benefit dramatically from having one last piece put on him and getting to gear 13. He he loves he loves his gear 12 pieces, and I in especially in 3v3 like he's he's so strong in 3v3. I I wanted to give you know get him to 13, and then from then on, it's I guess it's full throttle to get Ray. I I don't really want to. She's kind of a boring character in my opinion, but. You, you need her. She's a necessity if you want to play competitively at the end game level. So that's what I'll be doing. No regrets for having gotten my Thrawn and Triumvirate and a few other characters to 13 like that. They were also necessary, but now the focus needs to be on the last meta character that I don't have. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I have no regrets detouring a little bit before jumping in on first order. Uh, because like you, I got Thrawn, and it's going to be Jedi Knight Revan up to G13. Um, I geared Grief up in this time span, so I'm perfectly happy that I did that. But now the focus needs to go back to another Galactic Legend, sadly. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll need to do that, uh, especially before more new characters come out and change the landscape again. Just got to get some of these worthless guys finished off while we can, because uh, yeah, I, my guess is that Cara Dune is going to have a use here pretty soon too. Maybe with the new Empire Strikes Back release, who knows? Uh, yeah. That being said, that that's more speculation, but I think we're about done here, Solo. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's time to call it a night, and we already pimped our stuff, so you know. Awkward goodbye time. <laughs> Awkward goodbye time. So thanks for watching, folks. Have a great week. And don't be a dick. <laughs> yes. Zareth, don't be a dick. Uh, <laughs> and have a good week, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. And find us on YouTube to watch how we're doing in this wonderful 3v3 landscape. Yep, we'll be back next week. Same pod channel, same pod time. I probably said that in the wrong order. All right. Awkward goodbye indeed. Goodbye.